Principal Matters Podcast, episode 184. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, which week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about five voices in leading teams with my guest, Jeremy Kubicek. Jeremy Kubicek is the CEO of Giant, the leader in scalable people development and the best-selling author of Making Your Leadership Come Alive, Seven Actions to Increase Your Influence. He's also co-authored books with Steve Cochran, including Five Years, How to Be Present and Productive When There's Never Enough Time, Five Voices, How to Communicate Effectively with Everyone You Lead, and his latest book, The 100X Leader, How to Become Someone Worth Following. His accomplishments are very many. He's the creator of the LeaderCast Global Simulcast. He's partnered in several current startup organizations. He's the former CEO of the National Catalyst Conferences and former CEO over the John Maxwell brand. Jeremy Kubicek, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Fill in the gaps on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you. Yeah, no, I am. I'm basically a guy who's trying to help other people be as effective, as most effective as possible. I want people to get as healthy as possible, and I want to teach people how to multiply. And most everything that we've done is come out of my own failings of like, man, I'm a bloke. Wow. Look, I guess if, I bet if I do this, I bet everyone else does this as well. Yeah, that's what we've done. So we basically have been um, involved with a lot of different enterprises with the whole goal of trying to raise up a different style of leader in the world. Well, thanks for the work that you've already contributed to leaders all over the world, Jeremy. And I know from looking at your bio that you've lived in many places overseas. And But today we're recording this from your place in Oklahoma City, and I'm here in the Tulsa area. So thank you for connecting. I have been using your book, Five Voices, How to Communicate Effectively with Everyone You Lead, and some of the principal coaching that I've been doing. And so I was so thrilled when I reached out to you and you decided to step in and speak to Principal Matters listeners. And so I am uh, going to ask you, first of all, if you can just give an overview, because I know there's lots of tests out there on personalities and, and temperaments, but talk a little bit to us about the five voices and how they have helped you and others lead teams. Yeah, so the first premise is that 20th century learning versus 21st century learning. And so especially to your uh, demographic, speaking to the principals and teachers and so forth, just they understand 21st century learning is different. There's a different style. Most people are cynical know-it-alls. Most people haven't, they don't read as much anymore. It's much more of a visual culture. So what we've done is we basically realized that if it doesn't scale, if content is not uh, scalable to a 13-year-old, an educated 13-year-old, it won't scale throughout an organization. So most of the 20th century learning, which was based on more industrial revolution uh, inputs, were basically Harvard, which is amazing, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, DISC. All of those require an expert, and they usually dead end somewhere. They dead end because people don't know how to describe, uh, I'm an EST, I'm a high D, I'm a seven with a wing eight. So all of that language basically doesn't allow people to play. So the secret of the five voices, it's not just personality, it's also communication, it's also rules of team engagement, it's also time management to sales. It's basically understanding the wiring of a person, but it's simple enough that everyone can use it and everyone can play. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what we were after. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true because you can immediately begin to identify yourself within the traits, the five voices that you that you listed throughout that book. And you can begin to identify the people on your teams in ways that's a whole lot harder when you're looking at 42 or 23 or whatever the other skills are, are in there. Could you give a quick overview of what the five voices are for listeners that may not be familiar yeah. with the book? So we just basically took the Jungian typology and we created a formula around it to pull the voices are. And we, we basically have the voices which are the pioneer, the connector, the guardian, the creative, and the nurturer. So much, much easier. So for me, I'm a connector creative pioneer. Well, in Jungian type, that would be an ENFP. But an ENFP is harder to explain. If, if you know that I'm a connector creative or I'm a connector creative pioneer, that explains a lot because we're focused on nature of a person, but we're also understanding the nurture, the upbringing of a person. So I'm a connector by nature, but I've played a pioneer on TV my entire life. So that's the, the fun part about this is like, hey, I can, I can be all of these voices. I can play all the personality types, but who am I at my core? Mm. And that's what we've done with content. And when you understand what your core is, then of course there are subgroups within that too. And so Principal Matters listeners, I, I read the book and then I've gone on to the free assessment tool that is provided and assessed myself. And I came out as the highest voice being a connector, which shouldn't surprise me because I spent a lot of time connecting people with resources and connecting people like you're doing right now with Jeremy. But Jeremy, as you've identified your own voice and the people whose voices you're leading, how does that change the way that teams function? So if you know yourself to lead yourself, then you can know what your tendencies are. So I know what a tendency of a connector is. The tendency of a connector is to be so passionate. The tendency of a connector is to want to tell everyone about everything that I like. But the problem with that tendency is if I know myself, I can lead myself because I have a tendency to overshare, be over uh, passionate, to be defensive at times, to exaggerate at times. I can come across like a salesman, but that's not my intent, but that's what happens. So if you know yourself, then you can lead yourself. The same is true if you know your team members, if you know who's on your team. Oh, they're a pioneer. You know what pioneers want? Short, sweet, to the point. They want credibility. If I'm speaking to a guardian, what does a guardian want? A guardian wants detail, logic. It needs to make sense. They're going to ask you a million questions. And the more incompetent you seem, the more questions they'll ask. But if I'm going to a creative, they have future ideas, but I have to clarify. I have to pull it out of them and draw it out of them. Versus the nurturer, the nurturer is basically the champion of people. So if I'm doing something that might take some people out, it's going to cause major issues with that person. So if you know who's on your team and you know what your own tendencies are, then you can begin to lead yourself. You can begin to speak to yourself. So one last thing on that would be uh, the golden rule. I think, we, I think we all know the golden rule, right? right? Uh, doing to others as you want done to yourself. Well, some pioneers use that the wrong way. Well, I don't need a hug. Why should you need a hug? Yeah, I didn't need, I didn't get training. Why should you? So the platinum rule fits really well with the five voices. Do unto others as they would want done unto themselves. So if you know who they are and know how they're, they're wired, then you can speak their language and you'll be way more productive. But most leaders are accidental and lazy. So they don't take the time to know themselves. And they don't take the time to know their people. 
So they don't value that. So they treat everyone the same. And that's the definition of insanity. Mm. I've noticed a trend in a lot of the testimonials that were given throughout the book that especially leaders of organizations, CEOs, not all of them, but there, there are a lot of voices that were pioneers in there. And, and so I want to just park there for a minute because I know not all the leaders that I work with are, are pioneers by voice, but a lot of them tend to be strong. They tend to be courageous people. They tend to be forward thinking. They tend to be trailblazers. And so, but there are strengths and weaknesses within that dynamic. And so could you park there for a little bit with what are some of the strengths and weaknesses of that dynamic that, so, uh, that might be helpful for leaders to know? Yeah. So if, especially if you're a principal and you're listening or a higher ed in that regard, the pioneer voice is 7% of the population, but it makes up over 50% of all senior leadership positions, primarily because people hire them to get things done. So the pioneers focus on winning. They're like a general, take a hill, and they allocate people and resources. They can do amazing things if you're in their flow. It could ice cold if you're not in their flow. So what happens to the pioneer a lot, that 7%, the problem, the good is they can get, that is they, they weapon they tend to use, and it's called the grenade launcher. And that grenade launcher can do a lot of harm. They can open roads, and they can be a roadblock all at the same time. So when they're blowing people up, they cause havoc. So the, the healthier you are, the more mature, more self-aware you are to understand your tendencies when you see incompetence, if you're a pioneer, then you deal with it. The problem is a lot of people who are in positions such as a superintendent or a principal, they feel like they should be a pioneer. So they, they may be playing that person on TV. They're, they're not very good at it but they feel like they should be because that's how they were nurtured. That's who, who they've watched. So the people. So they cause a lot of havoc. So the key, like for instance, I thought I was a pioneer as I was writing the book. Hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm a total pioneer. I get into it. And I'm like, I'm a connector, creative pioneer. Oh my goodness. By nature, this is who I am, but I can play. So it's almost like I'm using my left hand, but I'm really right-handed. Hmm. So learning who you really, really are is the key, but also understanding the role that sometimes you tend to play. Mm. That's important. And I think sometimes you're right that uh, I notice that sometimes you may see some of these areas almost like muscles where you can develop skills in some of these voices uh, at certain parts of your leadership where you don't in others. And so, for instance, when I was still leading a building, I think sometimes I had to exercise that pioneer muscle a little bit more um, in, in the role I play now. I probably am exercising that connector muscle more, but I don't think ever, at my core that I've ever been a pioneer. And so I think that there are times where I could feel that frustration of being expected to be the trailblazer when in fact, there may be other people on my team that have a better voice at that than I do. That's right. So knowing who's around you is then vitally important. So one of the fascinating applications in your book is how you describe once you can identify and understand the voices, your own voice and the voices of the people on your team, how it should change your leadership. And one example that you give is is just running meetings. So go there for just a few minutes and talk to us about how understanding your voice and the voices of people on your team should change or at least affect the way that you conduct leadership meetings. So there's always friction with people, right? And the more you understand about people dynamics, then the less friction you would have. So for instance, let me tell you what is consistent uh, friction points. Present-oriented people versus future-oriented people. 
interesting. Guardians and nurturers make up 73% of all people. They're present-oriented. Nurturers, for instance, are 43% of people. But they are over-misrepresented in schools because of teachers, uh, nurses, you know, those types of roles traditionally are people who are more nurturers. So that 43% are the quietest voice. Guardians are a little bit loud. They're right in the middle. But the loudest voices are usually the, connect, the pioneers and connectors, and they can dominate meetings. Mm-hmm. So what happens is I used to do this. Uh, I'd come in, you know, playing a pioneer, but really a connector. I'd come into a meeting and go, all right, guys, let's go. Best idea wins. Uh, I'll go first. And then I would share my idea. Anyone beat that? And then I'm just shutting people down. Like that was just such the wrong way to do meetings. So the idea, we call it rules of engagement. And nurturers are usually the last people that want to speak because they don't feel like they have anything to share. Uh, they're mainly focused on people and how what's of the organization values. Just you know, do we believe? Are we living out our values? So if you don't hear from the pioneers from forty three percent of the population, then you're probably going to miss a lot. So by giving them the chance, the rules of engagement would be first and foremost. Pioneer, our nurture, we appreciate you. We value you. We want, what do you have to say? You start. Let them talk at the very beginning. Let the pioneers go last. Mm. That alone gets more thought out there, less yes people, probably a lot less drama, because now you're hearing and understanding what other people are thinking. Then you would probably go to the next quietest voice, which is in the creative category, then the guardians, then the connectors, then the pioneers. So if you do it in that rule order and kind of get the system for that, you don't have to be rigid about it, but just the process, what you're doing is you're allowing everyone else to play because the pioneer voice is the loudest, most dominant voice, again, followed by the the connector. And they usually drown people out. That's fantastic. Talk a little bit about application for people who may lead multiple teams, like principals, for instance, may be leading teams with teachers and professional development, or um, sometimes they have non-instructional staff that they lead in their own admin teams and counselors. Sometimes they're leading meetings where they've invited students or parents or community members to be a part of those conversations. So what ideas may help an education leader who may be in multiple contexts with the kinds of teams he or she's leading? Yeah. So first and foremost, it's knowing who you are. Second, it's knowing who they are because they're the subculture leader. And then there's a terminology we use. It's a tool. We, everything we do at Giant is a visual tool. And uh, axioms are simple. It's called build the bridge. Building the bridge means knowing who I'm talking to. If I'm speaking to you, for instance, and I've got some crazy big idea, you don't need a lot of detail because as a connector, you and I can go, hey, what about this? Hey, well, what if we... And I throw out some big idea and you jump onto it. Yeah, what if you did this and that? We collaborate and we're excited about it. And But we're not really worried about all the detail. We know that we'll get to that point where there is detail. But if I'm talking to the guardian, the weapon of the guardian under stress is interrogation. Mm. And they'll interrogate you. Oh, wait, wait. so are you saying that we would do... Don't you remember last year? Remember when we lost a million dollars? Remember IT? Well, what about that? And they start asking all of the questions that to a connector feels like a killjoy or a water on the fire. Hmm. The reality is that the, for connectors and creatives, the guardian is a nemesis voice and vice versa. For the pioneers and nurturers, they're, they're a nemesis voice to each other. So you need to understand who you're talking with 
and then build the bridge in communication. Building the bridge means if you know you're, a, let's say, a pioneer or let's say a connector creative, and you're speaking to a guardian, building the bridge means giving them the chance to ask the questions and they build the bridge with you so that there's no drama. Because if you don't build the bridge, they're going to put two feet on the brakes mm-hmm. and you're going to be full on to the gas and you guys are just going to spin your tires. It's not going to move. Mm, so I just want to pause there for a second, Jeremy, and speak directly to my listeners. So Principal Matters listeners, as you're, as you're hearing Jeremy describe the power of building bridges and understanding the people that you're leading and understanding yourself, I think it's important to remember sometimes it's easy to perceive any kind of objection or dissent or pushback as immediately being negative. And Jeremy, what I hear you saying is that Sometimes it's just a matter of understanding the voice of the person that's speaking to you. And so not always perceiving everything as a criticism or not always perceiving everything as an attack or not always perceiving everything as somehow a sabotage of the mission of your organization, but instead trying to perceive what's happening as the possible voice of the person who you're dealing with. And am I on the right track? And so as a leader, how do you, (laughs) <laughs> how do you coach the leader to keep separating those dynamics from the times when they legitimately feel like someone needs to, to get their attitude in check? Yeah. So leaders define the culture. If you are the leader, you define the culture. So what you're doing is you're, you're responsible. Uh, culture to us means atmosphere. So culture is a greenhouse. So if you think about all of your, if you're a gardener, let's just say that's the metaphor. You're the gardener. And you have plants, you have employees, people who, teachers and others who, who are on your staff who work for you, then they, they're plants. You're the gardener. It's who's responsible for, the, you know, for them to grow? Well, it's mutual responsibility. You want them to grow and they want to grow. So this, the secret here is to know the plant, to water the plant. Does this plant need more water, more sunlight, more nutrition, new soil, whatever? So most leaders always water people the same way. Mm. And they, then, they, then they're frustrated with the results. And they like two of their plants, and they can't stand three of their plants. And then they go, plants these days. You can't find good plants, you know, millennials, whatever it is. Mm. But the reality is, no, 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 you may need to know how to bring appropriate support and how to bring appropriate challenge to each one of the plants. Mm. Some plants need more support. Some plants need more challenge. Once you know and figure out that employee, then you've unlocked them. They know you're for them. Then they'll, they'll be engaged. They won't be compliant. Mm-hmm. Most people, because we have to make the donuts, we have to do our day jobs. We get so worn down that we forget about the people and then we treat them reverse. So then we're so worn down, we have nothing to give to our plants. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's not what a gardener does. A gardener, a green thumb, learns how to build people. And by doing that, they create a, a proper culture that helps them to really grow. That's great. And, and I want to pause there as well, because a lot of times when I'm talking to school leaders, this is a dynamic I think that they they innately understand from the classroom environment, because you know that when students perceive that they are liked and respected, that they have their own dynamic learning style and teachers can can build classroom learning around those dynamics and students genuinely believe that that teacher likes them, then you're going to have a really great place to cultivate learning. And sometimes I think that we forget that that applies 
for adults. It applies not just within a classroom setting, but it applies in a school-wide setting. And so just like your students need that same kind of environment and expectation and perception of how you are for them, I think the same applies for adults too. And Jeremy, sometimes I hear school leaders say things to the effect of, you know, we always do what's best for kids. And I believe that. Sometimes I hear them say that almost as if it's exclusive of what's best for the adults too. Like somehow what's best for kids and best for adults can't be the same thing. And I always want to say those things are not mutually exclusive. If you have that same mindset of we're going to do what's best in a classroom for kids by finding those dynamics that work for everyone and making sure that the perception is there that you're for them, then why wouldn't we do that where there are adult teams? And, and yes, there are going to be times where people need to have direct accountability or maybe they need to be spoken to uh, in a way that if they're doing something that's off base, they need to be corrected and, and redirected. But those dynamics that you're describing are so powerful. I love that. Leaders define culture. We don't water everyone the same way. And I, and I wanted to add to that thought, consistency does not always mean sameness. So just because you might have one uh, approach with one person doesn't mean you're going to use the same approach for someone else because it may not fit their right. voice. Well, I want to make sure that my listeners can stay connected with your work, Jeremy. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to speak a little bit to what you're doing with your newest book, because I want to make sure people are connected with your content and other thoughts that you may have had about uh, voices and leadership that could help our listeners and then ways that they yeah. could stay connected with the work that you're doing. Well, we figured out how to scale leader development, people development. And for years, it was butts and seats selling a book. I mean, that was the John Maxwell way of come listen to someone at a seminar, read a book. And that's just, that's just different now. It's because of uh, technology, because of you know, uh, streaming services, everything else. So what we've done is we basically said, no, 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 we want to multiply people. So we went to the SaaS model, a subscription model, but we've done it in a way that would teach people how to be scalable how to get them healthy and how to learn how to multiply. So instead of people paying us gobs of money to come to our events, we decided let's train people and they can leverage it internally. Let's give it away for people. So we basically created uh, giant.tv. So if you go to giant.tv slash JK, that gives you a trial. You can take the five voices assessment and then you can watch all the videos specific to you. How do you take yourself out? Um, uh, how do you undermine yourself? What happens to you under stress? Uh, what does sabotage look like? Really functional, very practical things. And then we've taken uh, something called Sherpa training. And we basically said, if you're lead people, we have a system for you. We give you visual tools that you then learn every single session. And then you can begin to teach them directly to those you lead. So it starts at $4.99 a month. And it's a very, very inexpensive way for people. And then if some are, want to be a trained trainer and they want to learn how to be a guide, then you can be certified in this as well. But it's really, we decided let's give it all away to the point where people can experience it in scale. And because of that, we've grown tremendously. And now we've got schools using it, principals using it, superintendents, you know, lots of different groups have just validated. And what we've done is we've taken this personality of five voices we merged it into emotional intelligence with five gears, and then we've added the leadership IQ with the 100X content. And it gives a suite of IQ, EQ, and personality so that it's multifunctional. It's not just personality only. It's not just emotional intelligence. It's not just leadership principles, but they all go together. And if you can really do that, then you unlock people. And so that's, that's a little bit of, of what, we've, what we've built. 
Oh, that's so exciting. And I just want to thank you for the great content that you've created, Jeremy, because just even in the in the context of your books, as I've talked to principals, as we've done book studies together, as they've looked at your materials, it's really opened their eyes to what kind of dynamics are happening with their own team. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a principal who I'm reading through this book study with in Ohio, and she was explaining how it's really, um, it's inspired her so much that she she's buying this set of books for her, all of her teachers, uh, so that they can go through this together, so that they can talk about take the assessments, look at their own voices, and it's already changing the way that she sees her own team. And even some of the things that she saw, voices that she saw on her team that she may have perceived as opposing or opposite from her own, she's now seeing these as unique, that these are voices that are unique to the strengths that that person has or those people have, and learning how to, as you would say, leverage that uh, for for better team building. So I, I so appreciate the work you guys have created. It's incredible. If listeners want to stay connected with you, um, I know you're probably on social media that you, you have your own website. What are ways that they can follow the work that you're doing and learn more? Yeah, so you can follow me on Jeremy Kubicek. It's a hard name. J-E-R-E-M-I-E-K-U-B-I-C-E-K. Uh, the best way though is the easiest way is to go to giant.tv slash JK. And I'm all over that as well. So if you want to uh, track uh, that's jeremykubicek.com or giant.tv uh, slash JK. Great. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for the time you've taken today to share with Principal Matters job. listeners. I appreciate it. And Principal Matters listeners, thank you for the time that you've taken to listen and to learn. And thanks for doing what matters. And we'll talk to you next week. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com. <laughs>